the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, lucky number 13 for the week of August 29th, 2005. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and welcome. I'm Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer, and I'm here with John Braun, and most importantly, I'm home. I'm on the normal setup. John's on his normal setup. Everything's so cushy. Hopefully Everything's we'll, normal. Hopefully we'll sound good. Yeah. Yeah. No problems in the world. I thought we were going to do, though, I don't know, until you said it, I thought we were going to do the cursed version. Yeah, well, of the show, but you said this I, is the lucky I, thirteen version. So. I, well, I think we've had two cursed versions of the show, so this one's just <laughs> got to be lucky, right? You know? Oh, that's right. Well, nothing works. Yeah, well, but, nothing uh, works. Yeah, got the yeah. new cable modem. We'll we'll talk about that yeah. in the future, but yeah. it's uh, it uh, yeah, it works. So that, I'm at a, good. as good a bandwidth as I'm going to get here. I think. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in the future as we'll to talk about how that. that happens. We've got a ton to talk about tonight. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. You, boatload. a boatload. Me. Yeah, no, no, not you. Them, the people that are listening, John. All those people out there, our you, readers. There's someone listeners. listening. <laughs> uh, Old Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, you, you folks. We asked, and you delivered. You, you guys sent in a ton of audio comments, and we're gonna, we're gonna go through uh, most, if not all, of of what came in at least during the last week here, and uh, and and address all sorts of things. First, though. Just to adjust mm-hmm. the format of the show slightly and get you used to what's going on, and also to promote something that we hey, totally believe in. This didn't go to a vote or anything. What's You're that? Just changing things on me? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> you all right with that? Well, go, go ahead. <laughs> the, the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab how, now has a sponsor, and that sponsor no surprise, is iPodobserver.com. Yes, that's our property. We are sponsoring ourselves. We've been sponsoring ourselves since the beginning. We might as well be yeah. upfront about it. That's right. So we've, we've adjusted the budget. We've moved money around, and it's actually now coming from iPodobserver.com. iPod Observer for iPod news, culture, reviews, gear, music reviews. It's cool. You've got to check it out. I told you I'd keep saying it until you checked it out, and then I'd keep saying it anyway, and, uh, and I'm going to keep my promise. So this is the slot for a sponsor that may, uh, may change in the f- near future, um, but, uh, but that's where we are right now. So iPodobserver.com. Yeah. I am going... I, I've been there. Go ahead. Yeah, that's good. There. Yeah. Darn well better yeah, I've been there. Some good stuff there. I like the look. looks like an iPod, kind of. It's a, it's a cool-looking site. Designed by uh, Jack Shedd of PJ Dolan. I'll put a note in the show notes. They, uh, yeah, Jack good does graphics. Fantastic work. Yes. And uh, and we've gotten, uh, maybe we can thank it by name, but we have gotten at least two distinct submissions for a logo. For, oh, uh, we'll get to that. That's right. Well, we might oh, as well. Oh, great. We might as well talk about it now. We, we do. I, I'd, uh, like to, I'd like to thank everyone that sent in logos. The two, in, two in particular, one uh, from Steve Santiago and one from Josh Leipziger. And they're both excellent. And we had to flip a coin to figure out which one was going to be attached to this week's show. And this week's show, uh, the logo that you're seeing, and I'm assuming you're already seeing it, is the one designed by Josh Leipziger. So, Steve, bear with us. 
Your logo will be worked in somehow here, but right now we are using the one from Josh Leipziger. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's got our little thing. It's got the, uh, the, the, the these glasses. It's great. He totally captured what we're doing here, and so that's what uh, we're going with. So thank you, Josh. Thank you, Steve. J- Josh uh, is a web designer, or a designer, rather. I'm not sure if he's a web designer, but he's a designer. Uh, he didn't give us a link to his website, so I can't plug him, but Josh, if you do, we will be happy to uh, put a link in the show notes. So. Yep, and I think um, just get ready for the fame and the fortune that's going to befall you now that you've gotten exposure. All right. (laughs) I'm going to dive right into a a question here because it's relevant to to what we're talking about, at least in in terms of of what we do here. So I'm just going to let Kyle Buckley ask a question, and then we'll sort of get off on a little tangent that's sort of a pre-programmed tangent here, and then uh, we'll get back to everything. So we'll let Kyle take it away. Hey, John and Dave, this is Kyle from Boise, Idaho. I didn't notice until you guys had to do your podcast over the phone from August 15th podcast that you usually have high-quality sounding podcasts. And I was wondering if you could tell me and the other listeners what microphone and microphone systems you guys use to record these uh, these podcasts and also what software you use. I know that you mentioned you, you used Skype, but there has to be some other software that you use along with that. And I realize that you may not want to um, tell any trade secrets, but if you could at least tell us what the microphone and the microphone systems you guys use, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. All right. Well, this is something we've danced around, and we're still going to dance around it here because we're not going to get totally into what we're doing. Uh, not not because it's secret. We're, we're happy to share anything and everything we're doing with the podcasting community um, because, frankly, we got a lot of what we're doing from, from work that other folks had done, and we just added to it and kind of put our own, own twist on it. However, uh, the reason we're not going to go all the way in is because we're not done. And by done, I mean to the point where, where I think we should be. But... In a nutshell, um, on my end, where I'm recording everything, I'm, I've got a, 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 just a regular dynamic mic. It's a Shure SM58 plugged into a little Mackie mixer, uh, and then that goes into my power bo- into a I'm sorry into a dual G4 1.42 gigahertz machine. And we do use Skype so that John and I can communicate with each other, and and also we feed that into Audio Hijack Pro. So on your end, John, you're obviously using Skype. And what, what's what's your current setup? And John's setup is probably the one that's going to change more than anything here. But go ahead. Probably. Um, Definitely. We have the uh, PowerBook G4 12-inch 867 megahertz. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's probably it, the first one, I believe. Uh, so it's it's not too zippy. I mean, the processor now, it's, it's about eh, 50%, 60% with Skype. Um, the headset, yeah, you caught me by surprise here. It's uh, Edematic Research, is that how you pronounce it? They have Ed- a weird Edematic, yeah, that's it. Edematic Research, and I don't have the model number we'll put in the show notes, but it's, uh, they're, uh, uh, basically, it's like an in-ear, uh, it's a very compact headset. Um, it works great on the cell phone. The nice thing is that it, uh, the uh, thing that goes in your ear is ribbed, the effect being that when you insert it, it creates a very, very good seal, uh, so you don't really hear anything except the voice of uh, the person talking to you. And then the the uh, headset has a little magic. We'll uh, link to it again, but it, it has two elements, and I assume it's doing something uh, something clever uh, for cell phone use. Because actually, a uh, few people, when we picked it up at MacWorld, uh, actually bought some as well and said it was a very nice headset. So that's at the point I'm at now, which is 
great for cell phones. Probably not that good for uh, podcasting. Right. Or not well, ideal. Tell, tell them what you're doing, though, because it's interesting. We ran, <laughs> oh, into, we ran into a problem where we were getting a lot of echo, and you may have heard that. And there, there still is some happening, but we've, we've kind of brought it down to a minimum. What we found with John's headset, and really we've in the research we've done online, we've seen that everybody with a headset is having this problem with Skype, where you're actually getting an echo from... John's earpiece into his microphone, and because Skype adds a little bit of delay, it sounds like an echo. So right now, John has a different earpiece that he's actually yes. using to, to monitor my signal coming back to him. The uh, Motorola, it's uh, HS, which I think stands for headset, H20, uh, 820, and it's Bluetooth, so I'm kind of doing a lot of things here on this machine. Is It's doing Bluetooth for my monitor in my earpiece, and it's also using, of course, Wi-Fi for the uh, Skype connection. So, uh, but it's um, uh, we haven't had any, anybody really shake their fists in anger, but uh, but they notice that there is a difference between the quality of uh, of our stuff. So, yeah. well, we're, we're going to get John a real mic, and, and we may even change out the mic I'm using and balance all that stuff out. So, uh, I want a Telefunken U forty seven, just because it sounds cool. <laughs> if you're going to send one, send two, man. <laughs> we need to have equal equipment nice. here. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Right. If anybody's in this app, you'll hopefully know <laughs> that you, reference. But it's a real know, mic. I'm the audio guy. How do you know about a Telefunken U47? Because it, it was in uh, one of uh, oh, one of Zappa's right. songs. Ah. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. We won't go into any more detail if you know that. Yeah. I don't think it's it's really family stuff, anyways. No, yeah. probably not. Zappa's good. So. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to go into a little rant here because I am using the Dual G4 on this end now. Two rant week, on. Two weeks ago. We did the podcast. I was here in uh, in the TMO Towers East on the Dual G4, but of course we had to do it over the phone line because John's cable modem was out. Last week we were having some issues. John's cable modem was, we thought, better, but it wasn't. So Sunday night we couldn't do the show. As you know, we did the show Monday night, and I did it from uh, the lovely Stephen F. Austin Hotel in downtown Austin, Texas, because that's where I was all this past week. And... The bandwidth was fine. John had his cable modem fixed. Why, you ask, was the quality so much less than, than what we're getting here? Well, the reason is because the power book that I travel with isn't fast enough to handle a simple Skype connection combined with Audio Hijack Pro doing a couple of compression, compressors, audio compressors, and, and, and a little bit of effects, and then just recording it out. You know, I'm running the fastest power book on the planet, right? It's a 1.67. I'm pretty sure that's still the fastest power book. If it's not, it's real close. Why isn't, why can't I get a mobile Mac that's fast enough to record a simple little show? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I understand we're working on this. And by we, I mean the good people out in Cupertino. But, you know, come on. We've been here for years. Why can't I get a PowerBook that's fast enough? Uh, that sucks. Yeah. So. Now, what processor does the PowerBook have again, Dave? Yeah, that's a G4. A G4, and the desktops yeah. have the... Uh... My desktop is a dual G4. It's a 1.42 G4. Yeah. Really? You still have the G4? Yeah, but I know, dual I is nice. I haven't gotten a G5. Yeah, but this is a 1.42 G4. My PowerBook's a 1.67. Now, granted, of course, it's only one processor. But, you know, I mean, come on, folks. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's why I do run menu meters as you do as well oh, yeah so you can oh, yeah. tell when you start doing things that's going to make the machine cranky oh, like I, I knew it was and, and what happened 100%. of course with skype takes some some processing horsepower to 
encode and decode the audio that's being sent back and forth. And so when it realizes it doesn't have enough horsepower available to it to do this, it reduces the quality, or at least it seems like that's what happened because there was no other reason. When Without Audio Hijack Pro running with Skype, we had great quality connections. It was only mm-hmm. as, we, as we started doing the recording. And yeah, I could have tweaked things and, and could have figured out a better way, or, or I could have gone to my good friend Layton's house and done it, and, and later in the week I realized that mm-hmm. that's exactly what I should have done, but... Uh, <laughs> So anyway, you know, there's, there's one thing that came up now I'm going to mention here and I'm just going to ramble because that's what I do. Um, when I go to Austin, I, I sort of, uh, relive a a past life and that is my past life, which is somewhat current course, but, but not, uh, not full-time in, in, in my, in the past I was, I was, I did a lot of consulting work, helping people with Macs and windows machines, believe it or not in Austin and, and yeah, in the various cities that I've been in. And so I'm actually a very good windows tech, you know, one of the best, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it, while I was down there, I was helping all sorts of folks uh, that, that won't let me uh, stop visiting them uh, because they, they just like to see my smiling face. So I head down there a couple times a year and, and help folks and have some fun. And while I was with my good friend Layton, we came up with something. He found something uh, that I didn't realize had been reintroduced into OS X. We deleted something from the Finder, and and Leighton lamented that, wow, man, I only wish that Command-Y still existed. And, of course, Command-Y, being from OS 9, allowed you to undo what you just did, undelete anything you just deleted, and it went right back to where it was. I think it was the put-back or put-away command. And we said, yeah, there's no Command-Y. And Leighton says, you know, I wonder if Command-Z does it. Sure enough... Command Z will do undeletes, at least in the latest rev of Tiger. Did you know that, John? Really? You see, I was. Did not. We were both surprised. It was, you know, and I, and I thank you, Leighton. So, uh, but uh, for 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 being the catalyst to, to figuring this out or having the idea, really. So, uh, but yeah, f- fascinating, fascinating. But you know, it kind of makes sense. Oh, it it I'm, totally I'm actually makes looking sense. Here, yeah. Doing it now, and it says undo. Move. So I guess putting right. in the trash is a move. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So Fair. that's you know yeah, you learn something new every day, and that day that was one of the things I learned. Late and I have these he, these long night sessions. We start at about seven or eight o'clock and go till about two or three in the morning, and we just geek out on his uh, on his Mac and uh, and do all sorts of fun stuff. So now with with Tiger, have you noticed? Um, this is something I noticed. Though I didn't really do anything about it, but um, they enabled. System sounds, yes, uh, not not annoying ones, and they're 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 not annoying enough that I have I, I want to track down why they're happening. But I've noticed that they kind of kick. They yep. didn't really ask you, would you like me to you know add these? But I'm, I'm no, you, okay you, with pay, them for you now. paid money for it. Remember, there was that hundred and something <laughs> new features, man. That's uh, that's, that's on one the of list. them. That's like ten of new them. New right system there. sounds. That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we're going to bypass that. I'm looking at our list here, which John can't see, so we get to throw things at John here. I'm going to throw something at John from... Uh, Ow. Yeah. Well, why not? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here we go. This is, It's a it's sort of a long question, but, uh, but, but a, a good one because I've seen it happen in other places, So, and I mm-hmm. want to get John's take on it. So here we go. Uh, a question about uh, software update. Hi, my name's Alistair Bond. Greetings, Mr. Bond. I'm from Leeds in England. And I've been having trouble with iPhoto. Because if I wanted to make a book or 
share it, things like that. Said I need to upgrade it, and it tells me to go to software update to upgrade it, but there's nothing there. And I don't think software updates working either, because I've only had one update there for months now, which is for for iTunes to communicate with the iPod Shuffle. And I've not downloaded that because I've got an iPod Mini, so I don't really need it. And I can't find any uh, soft updates for iTunes on Apple Sports site software updates anywhere. So I was wondering if you could help me with that. Interesting. I've still got uh, iPhoto version 1.1.1, I think. And. And also things like iMovie are old, which I'm recording this on. That's version 2 point something, I think. So, if you have any tips or websites where I can download new versions, I'd be very grateful. All right. Well, thanks for writing in, Mr. Bond. John? Talking in. Talking, Talking in. in. There it is, yes. That's right. Um... Off the top of my head, it sounds like he's SOL. Um, he, he's <laughs> We're not going to explain what that means. <laughs> you know, usually I take what John says, and sometimes I have to explain it for you folks. John, let's <laughs> move on. That one explain. That one, no. No, but seriously, I, 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 it, looking at the features of some of the iLife programs, they really need a minimum revision. So it sounds to me like either, I mean, I didn't listen very closely, either he's at the end of the useful uh, iPhoto available for his version of the OS, or something screwed up with the uh, software update uh, database or something. And um, I, I think maybe it, it, it might be both, right? Because, he, he, yes, he is on an older version of iPhoto and iMovie. However, if he hasn't seen software updates in you know months... There's probably, and of course we don't know what OS version you're running, uh, Alistair, but uh, I'm going to assume that it's something that's still I being updated. I thought he was back two versions. Because oh, I think he's wow. written this too. I think he's on yeah. like 10.2, which if he's on 10.2... Oh, yeah, that's possible. That's why I, I suspected... Well, one thing you can try is software update relies on the slash library slash receipts folder to tell it what uh, updates it yes. already has. And A lot of good stuff in that folder. Yeah. Now, normally, I don't recommend deleting anything in there because then software update doesn't know what, what updates it has and it's going to reapply all this stuff and potentially break something in the process. Well, yes. what I would say is make a new folder on your desktop, drag everything from library slash receipts into this new folder, and then go run software update. See what it finds. It's possible that it, it for some reason, put a receipt out there for something it didn't update uh, of course, if, if nothing happens or if it doesn't seem to get better or if none of the updates seem to make sense that appear, quit software update, copy everything back or move everything back rather from the, uh, the temp folder that you created on your desktop back to the slash library slash receipts folder and, uh, and, and leave it there. I, beyond that, I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, without knowing exactly what, what OS version and, and looking at the version history of everything and saying, yes, there is something new that should be showing up. I'm not sure. I don't know for certain whether something should be showing up or not. Yeah, the other thing is that you can get some, but not all, uh, but quite a few of the updates manually. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. So, yeah, you can go to Apple. So if you go to the Apple site, go to support, and then yep. you, d- you drill down a little bit, and a lot of the uh, you can things do a search are available. For it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll do, I'll do it while we're. Uh, oh, don't do. Remember the last time you opened your web browser uh, while yeah, we were running? Fair enough. Well, it's open right now. now oh, I see. It's okay. manageable, but uh, okay. But anyways, you, you, you so search manually but but i suspect that you know at, at some point it's kind of forced upgrade is that you know apple will at a certain point that's the end of the line for that version of the os yeah. now yeah you know it's uh since you and i pretty much geek out and get the latest version as soon as it's available or maybe before but we won't talk about that um <laughs> i don't know anything about what john's saying <laughs> um Sometimes they kind of, you know, planned obsolescence there so that they're only going to support. Absolutely. I, I believe Apple is only updating Panther and Tiger now. I, I don't believe yeah. 10.2 is, is getting any security updates or anything. So, Yeah, so I see some, you know, I'm looking here. I see a lot of manual ones, but uh, but I think uh, some of them are dependent on the OS. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so right. what else you got? All right. Well, I have not only do we have people sending in questions, but we actually have fellow geeks sending in tips. And that's exactly what, you know, I've said it before. We'll say it again that this show is, is very much a collaborative thing. It, we're doing what we can. We don't know everything. We know a lot and we, and we know that, but we also know that we don't know everything. And it's great when you folks find little stuff and send them in and we can just share with everybody. So uh, right now I'm going to go to something from David McKinley here. So, a, a, a short little tip. G'day, John and Dave. My name's David in Melbourne, Australia. Just thought I'd let you know that I'm enjoying the podcast and I'm getting a few useful tips along the way, especially the recent one about moving files to another volume as opposed to copying them. I found that useful in my home network of 4Macs. And I'll return the favour. I've stumbled across a nice little feature in Safari. If you've been surfing for a while, you'll have a few tabs open and visited some sites in all of them. If you want the history, backwards or forwards, for any one of them, just click and hold for a few seconds on the back or forward arrow. You're then given a display of where you've been in that tab or window. That's a lot more useful than going to the global history menu. Bye for now. Thanks and keep geeking. Hey, thanks, David. So uh, I'm not sure if you knew that, John, or, or if you even use it, but he's right. Yes. It's, okay. It's, it's very I helpful to not use the global history. Yeah. It was an accident. Actually, I think I did it because in Netscape or some versions of Netscape that would hint at it, they'd have a back arrow and then a teeny little point. Though I think you had to click in that case. Um, on the teeny little right down at arrow. The, thing, on yep. the teeny thing. I don't know if uh, it could have. It probably did. And uh, if it didn't, that would be good design. It's just to uh, you know hold down anywhere. So, uh, yeah, I think I just tried it one day and I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and the nice part that, that David pointed out is if you've got, say, eight or ten tabs open, if you go to the history menu, you're seeing the history from all of those tabs sort of, you know, hodgepodge together. Whereas mm-hmm. with, with, with the tip he, he talked about, we're just holding down on the backward or forward arrow, you're only getting the history for the active tab and that can make a big difference you know because each one especially for you know us add sort of folks where you've got 10 different things happening and and you know you kind of want to know okay wait what was that one train of thought because piling them all together of course is is sort of counterproductive um as you as you and as certainly i well know but uh Mm -hmm. yeah so there you have it so do you want a uh a question john or do you want a tip I'll let you pick. A question. A question. All right. Well, this one is going to kind of be directed at me because I think it's the only question that's left. So, all right. Let's see what uh, Nicholas has to say. 
Hi, my name is Nicolas Marafi. I am from Uruguay, that is in South America between Argentina and Brazil. We're going around the I world tonight. I have your podcast many times, and since my question is related with people that use Macintosh, maybe you could give me a hand. I'm planning to purchase a Trio 650 or a Lifetime from Palm One, or maybe as you said, Palm. The only thing in my case that makes this decision difficult is the Wi-Fi feature. It's very nice to have a device all in one like the Trio 650, but I'm worried thinking that I would miss the Wi-Fi capability since I have an AirPods Express in my home and a PowerBook G4, and also for using this feature in some hotspots available in my country. By the way, great podcast. That's all. Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right. Well, as as I've as I've spoken about before, I am in the process of trying to figure out what sort of cell phone, PDA, mobile email device to get. And after this last trip, this this last week, this trip here in Austin, man, let me tell you, having access to email 100% of the time was a huge stress relief. Yes, I have a disease. It's called email addiction. It, uh, it has served me very well for years, though, so I'm, I'm happy to finally embrace that disease fully. And, uh, and so having that, and I've, I've got the Siemens SX66, and the reason I went for the Siemens and ignored the Palm was because of the Wi-Fi capabilities. However, after using it for a week, it, well, I've been using it for a couple weeks, but after traveling with it for a week, I realized that Wi-Fi capability, at least for what I'm doing with it, is totally useless. I didn't turn on the Wi-Fi once. Because why would I? It's such a pain to get it configured. You've got to log into a network. You've got to find a network. Yes, the Wi-Fi in the end is faster than, than whatever you know, you're using on the phone, the edge network or 1X or, or even if you've got Verizon's broadband access. Um, obviously, you know, Wi-Fi can certainly be faster than any of those. However, if all you're doing is checking email or looking up a quick website, in the end, it's quicker just to hit check and have it go out on the cell network, which it's already connected to, suck everything down, and you're done. One button, done. And all week, that's all I used. I never, ever turned on the Wi-Fi. So uh, I'm actually, because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go actually check out the Trio 650 tomorrow because it's a smaller hmm. device. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, why haven't you? Now, you, you talk email, yes? Yes, I speak email. Now, why, why don't you have a crack, uh, BlackBerry? Uh, well, it's basically the same thing, right? I mean, any of these, the, the BlackBerry is right there in, in the same class as all of these. Um, the one problem with the BlackBerry that, that I've had it, or that I have is that it's a very closed architecture. You know, the, the SX66 mm-hmm. runs Windows Mobile, so you can get all kinds of software for it. The Palm, uh, the Trio obviously runs the Palm OS, and there's all sorts of stuff available for that, add-ons. The BlackBerry, there's certainly some add-ons available, but not so much. Um, and I really, I, honestly, I don't like the form factor of the Blackberries. There's only one Blackberry that, that has a decent mm. form factor, and that's the latest one, and I can't remember the model. But it doesn't have a full keyboard. It's sort of got this half keyboard that people say is pretty darn good. But, uh, you know, I, I, if I'm going to do this, I want the full keyboard. So, so that answers that question, hopefully. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, uh, you know, even web surfing uh, worked fine over the cell network. Uh, you're not, uh, th- let's face it, these devices are small. You know, you're not going to be spending hours surfing the web with it. Or if you are, you know, you, you probably ought to find a better solution. So there you have it, right? So I found, out, I found another tip while I was on my, my trip here, John. And uh, uh-huh. I was working with somebody dealing with their, their iPod and, and uh, getting things synced back and forth. And as part of it, I had to plug their iPod into my Mac and do all this crazy uh-huh. stuff. And I found out that 
Though the iPod will only sync music from one Mac, it'll also only sync podcasts from one Mac. However, they need not be the same Mac. You can have podcasts coming into it from one and music coming in from another. And you can do that. Yeah, you can do that by in the iPod preferences. There's a separate podcast tab. And if you just uncheck that, it won't suck podcasts in. And when you sync it with the Mac that's getting music, if the podcast thing isn't checked, it won't touch them. It'll leave the ones that are on there on there. And then if you go sync with another Mac, it's the same sort of thing. Turn off the music syncing, turn on podcast syncing, and you can get podcasts from one Mac, music from another. That could be helpful for folks that say or you know have a computer at home and a computer at work, and your home is where you've got all your, your music library. But at work, you have it sucking down your podcast because you're on a broadband connection or whatever. So... That's uh, that's just an interesting thing that I stumbled into, and thought that uh, thought I should share. So yeah, so you were in uh, Texas, Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. Hot. Yeah, hundred degrees all week. Yep. Now that's right next to um, a state that's uh, Texas ain't really like a next red alert. to anything. Yeah. Well, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's next to a state that's going to get a uh, get a lot of rain. Is that right? You've been tracking this uh, this whole hurricane uh, kind of deal here. No, Katrina is going to say hello to. Uh, oh yeah, yes, yes, that area. Last yes. I saw, it was like hundred, hundred and fifty mile an hour winds. Yeah, they're basically saying business. go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you got out ahead of that. I did. Yes. Yeah. There was and no if you're rain still down there, there. If you're still down there, uh, you know, go. I, is the is the is the hurricane actually supposed to hit the center of Texas though? Oh I no no no! Oh, I can't I'm imagine. Uh, okay. No, New Orleans. Uh, oh oh okay. right right right! I got you. Yeah, so that's a little east. I mean, I know Texas is is huge, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I haven't checked the very thing. latest, but it looked like it was kind of deciding. I mean, actually, nah, Texas will get a lot of rain, but it's uh, ooh, it's getting close. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I have. Two more comments, I think. And I think we can squeeze them in here. What do you think, John? <clears throat> squeeze them in. All right. Here we go. Uh, this one's actually a tip. So we're going to, uh, from, from the Mini Views podcast, and I'm sorry I don't know your name. You didn't uh, say what your name was uh, when you did sent it. What's that? They did not. No. His name is Mini. <laughs> there's, there's some Austin Powers joke in there, but uh, we'll look at Oh, there at is. Huh. Hello, Mac Observer. This is from the Mini Views podcast, and I was actually uh, going to ask you a question about um, the defragging. It turns out my uh, my CPU is running 100%. Uh, it's been running the, uh, like that for quite a while now. Uh, I guess since I started wa- uh, listening to your show, and I was wondering if you could give me a recommendation for some different uh, defragging software. I know you talked about Drive Genius, but I don't actually have that program. I was looking into a program called iDefrag. It's from a company called Corollis. So I was wondering if you could tell me uh, I don't know, what you thought about that program. Thanks in advance. Keep up the good work. All right. Well... Uh, I've never checked out um, this software. But did you look at it, John? Did you? I, I checked out their, their spec sheet, but I haven't used it. Did you look at it? Can I go back to the question, though? Yeah, that's a good question, because his CPU I, may not I, be the issue. I, yeah, our, our friend started talking about his CPU being 100%, and then kind of leaped into well, and, and you know the reason a defragger, and I don't know if... if 
There's a relation. We're associating the two? Well, we, we associated the two on, on, I believe, our very first episode because I was having that, that exact same problem with my PowerBook where the CPU was sitting at 100%. And as it turned out, it was the Hot Files automatic uh, defragmenter built into OS X that was failing because the oh, drive was okay. too fragmented. And so th- in that case, it was related However, as John is is so keen to point out, that's not always the reason for your CPU running at 100%. Uh, so I that's the only concern I have about yes. um, that question is is yes. Well, there's an easy way to tell. There, there's an easy way to tell. Open up mm-hmm. Activity Monitor and sort by CPU usage by clicking in the CPU yeah. column. Of course, Activity Monitor <laughs> is in what uh, applications/utilities. Yeah. And and see what the top process is. See what's hogging up most of your CPU. If it if it in fact is you know that that hot files defragmenter or, or whatever it was uh, mm-hmm. that I can't remember off the top of my head, then yeah, your defragmenting is your issue, but uh, or your solution. But if it's something else, you may you may in fact still be running Virex, right? You know, and that's that's yeah, going to be the that- same thing. Uh, though they've upgraded it since. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Recently, yeah, I think I saw some news about that. Yeah. Any other news? News. Yeah. So, so that's that. But however, I it I did take a look at that ID frag software, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and though I didn't uh, I didn't actually have a chance to run it, uh, it does do one thing that I found very interesting, and that it 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 says it does. Online defragmentation, meaning it defragments the drive while your disk is mounted, presumably while uh-huh. it's booted from that disk. So that's handy. Yeah. For, yeah. And there's a demo. I don't, I don't like that stuff. I don't like Well, I agree with you. But, but, app, but OS X is doing it already with its uh, hot file clustering. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I read so. up on that. But, but anything outside of what the OS is doing makes me a uh, little jumpy. Even what the OS is doing makes me jumpy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. I have one, I have one more question that, that's sort of a, a, a silly little thing that uh, that Anna, who's a, a longtime listener, and 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 Anna in Poland, in in, in Poland. So let's, uh, let's yeah, we're it. like one little one little happy family. Hi, it's Anna again. If you're not fresh out of Gmail accounts, I would like to ask for one. Thanks. Greetings from Warsaw. So Anne is writing it about Gmail accounts. And this this week, Google kind of sort of removed the beta wraps from Gmail. In that really? It, yeah, but, but, but they announced Google Talk, which I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it, but compared to everything else that Google's released, it kind of sucks. Um, it's just not... It's, uh, just not, it's, it's just not very uh, impressive. I, so. I used it. It's... Yeah? It's chat and it's well, it does audio on chat. Windows, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it uses um, Jabber. It ties into it ties into Gmail. The Jabber thing is good because iChat yeah. also supports Jabber, right? Um, but maybe not everything is meant to be earth shattering. I think it's just part of their uh, whole strategy part, for global domination. Own the desktop, you got it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm sure it'll 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 morph and, and grow and all that stuff. But anyway. In in the, in in releasing Google Talk, you need to have a Gmail account to use it, and so what they did was they made it so that you can get a Gmail invite by sending your cell phone number into Google, and then they'll text you a, an invite code that you can then use to go and get a Gmail account, which of course then you can use with Google Chat. However, if we don't really know what Google's plans are for everyone that's sending in their cell phone numbers. 
chances are you don't want any more. And even if uh, I'm not sure, I honestly don't know if they said that they're not going to advertise to your cell phone. But it sure seems strange that they're asking for this information just for no good reason, because they certainly never got my cell phone number and I have a Gmail account. So uh, if you don't want to send them your cell phone number, if you don't have a cell phone number to send them, uh, go ahead and and ask us. We've got tons of Gmail invites. In fact, my daily allotment, I noticed today, doubled from 50 to 100. So we've just... Yeah, we've just got plenty of them. So, in fact, John and I were sending Gmail invites to the same people earlier today because Gmail, <laughs> Gmail was having a problem receiving mail for uh, probably about six hours today, but it was coming in slowly. But uh, but now that's been fixed. So, yes, Anna, we we have a Gmail invite. In fact, we've of course already sent you yours. Um, and uh, and for any of you, any of you out there who want them, we are happy to provide them. So, mm-hmm. and I think with that, we're ready to to head right into our little wrap up. Is that right, John? I nothing. Uh, yeah, right. nothing comes up as far cool. as uh, big right. news. So. Well, we we have Gmail invites, of course. If you have an audio comment, please send them in. We love getting them. It really helps, kind of keep this this flow going for for all of us. So you send them to macgeekgab at macobserver.com. You can visit us at uh, macgeekgab.com or macobserver.com slash podcast. Uh, Please do vote for us at Podcast Alley. We really would like to uh, to get more exposure, and that's one way to do it. Vote. Vote. We'll put a link in the show notes, folks. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your audio comments. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Good night. Good night.